You're listening to Alex Johnston and Brett Jeeves on your Saturday morning. We've lost David Lithgow to the ether somewhere. We wish him well, whatever his jam pack. He's very busy, Flash. He, busy. He will, he'll have to slow down at some stage, but today is not that day. It's on the 23-24 Ladbroke Summer Racing Festival. Whatever code you're into, there is some exciting racing coming up. And from the harness world, Charlie Castles joins us on the line. Am I saying that right, Charlie? You're a castle, not a castle? <laughs> uh, it's, it's wherever you're from. You can say it differently depending where you're from. But I say castles, but a lot of people say castles. So. Well, we'll, we'll, we'll stick with you and castles. I mean, Flash never gets my name right, so... Um, I don't take it too personally either, just quietly. Now, you were in uh, the big city lights of Burnie last night. I had a look at the results. No winners, but you have a nice night? Well, a bit of a tough night last night in Burnie for me, but um, no, I like racing around Burnie. It's a nice, tight country circuit, and you always get a crowd right on the fence, so it's always exciting at Burnie. Tell us how you're balancing training, which you just started doing with the driving, a little bit of both at the moment. Yeah, I just started um, training one, so that's exciting. Um, fit's been pretty good here at home. I've got um, good helpers with my dad and my uncle, so we're um, we're going all right at the moment. Hopefully we can keep that up for a, for a while to come. And they are based uh, out there at Wesley Vale, is that right? That's where I went to primary school, Wesley Vale Primary. Oh, yeah. Is that a nice, beautiful part of the state? Yeah, right up on the northwest coast here at Wesley Vale. It's um, pretty good, you're about five kilometres from the beach um, most of the time it's pretty nice weather so um, yeah lovely spot to train from. Charlie being from such a strong racing family um, I, I'd imagine the lure to training uh, horses comes from your dad smacking you in the back of the head saying you will be a horse trainer or were you given just you know, a little bit of leeway to make your own uh, your own way into training? Um, no I think I was always destined to be to be a trainer and a driver at some stage um, I do have an, another part-time job just to the side that he said you got to keep just to make sure you've got some cash flow still coming in in case anything happens. But um, no, I'm definitely hoping hoping to do this into the future for a long time. You enjoying the training side of it? Yeah, yeah, really liking it. It's a, a lot different to driving. It's a, an everyday sort of proposition and you've always got new challenges being thrown at you. But um that's that's part of the good thing about it. You're always thinking on your feet and trying to see how you can improve and improve your horse and and win, obviously. I, I guess being the being the trainer of the of the horse that you're likely to to ride as well, you'd you'd have the opportunity to build a bit of a relationship with the horse, to so get to know their. I will not ride, but drive. Thank you, Alex, for making that motion. Playing, sh- me. Yeah. playing charades <laughs> over here. Um, but you've you've. You've got the opportunity to, to, to understand the horse a little bit, well, you know, what its strengths and, and weaknesses are, and, and, and does that does that impact uh, your ability to, to, to drive the horse? That it, you know, it's got some comfortability uh, with you being around it. Yeah, certainly, certainly. You you um you can learn their strengths and weakness weaknesses a lot a lot better than if you just jump on on race day. So you, you get to know the ins and outs. Of, so a lot of horses are different. Um, so if I if I can get that five ten percent advantage on someone else, well then that's going to go a long way to helping. Hopefully, you can tell Brett's watched uh, Robert Redford in the Horse Whisperer a few times, <laughs> and the, the relationship yeah. between the, re- <laughs> the relationship between man and horse is uh, fascinating. Now, on a slightly yeah. more serious note, and I, I definitely won't um, um, 
tempt you into talking about the politics, but you do a lot of driving for Ben Yole, who's obviously been in the news a lot. Um, is he doing okay? Because, you know, all that scrutiny must have been a tricky thing for him. And is he um, still doing all right? Uh, well, from what I've seen, he is. I, I don't have a heap of dealings with him. I sort of just drive on race day and um, that's that's about it. But um, from what I've seen, he's, he's okay at the races. Um, but, yeah, that's probably a question more for him. Yeah, no, me. I understand. Not... He's training lots of yep. winners still. Yeah, yeah, he trains a lot of winners. Um, he's got a lot of runners, which helps, but he's playing the system to um, the rating system. So, you know, as long as he can do that, I guess, good on him. Will you stick around and mostly drive in, in Tassie now? I know you've driven interstate in the past. I mean, what are you, you got any plans? Uh, yeah, I'll stick around here definitely for the foreseeable future. And um, hopefully if we get get a few horses up and going well enough, we can make a few trips over. That'd be, that'd be a goal of the future. But, um, yeah, for now, I'll be sticking down here. There's good prize money on offer. Um, so, yeah, be here while the money's up. Charlie, which which of your current horses have uh, have the ability to to, to race and, and be competitive? Um, well, Sabine, the horse I train, she's um, she's a, a handy filly. She'll she'll definitely go on to bigger things in the coming years over there. Um, another horse that my uncle trains, Nance's Tiger. He's um, he's got a bit of ability. He's probably hasn't been fully um, hasn't fully shown it to the the public yet but what we've seen at home I think he can keep improving and he's another one that could go over in the future and um, hopefully be competitive over there some of the better races and you're driving on Sunday night in Lonnie any uh, tips for us there um, yeah I've got, got a few alright chances best one's probably uh, Moth Hunter in race 8 number 1 she's um, she's a horse of my uncle's um, she's got some high speed and and she should be able to lead and get a nice time of it in front and hopefully be too good late. So that'd be nice if she could go well. From the one, should be a big chance. Looks like it's one, two of its last three. So Moth Hunter, that could be a, an early lead-in for listeners on SEN uh, Tassie. What else do you get up to on the northwest coast? It's a beautiful part of the world. I was at the Tourism Awards last night and met a lovely couple from Rihanna. They've got a glamping thing. What do you get up to on the uh, northwest coast? Um... Yeah, I just thought I play a bit of footy up here for um, for Devonport. Um, so that I really enjoy my footy. Um, also, just do a bit of um, TA work, a teacher aid work at a school locally, just a couple of days a week. So that fills in my time a bit. But um, yeah, it's a lovely place. Plenty of beaches, and at the moment, plenty of sun, which is good. Charlie, we, we spoke to Tom McCallum before you, who was likened to Tom McCartan and Isaac Quainer in terms of your football. Uh, give us give us two players that that you would be likened to uh, from a oh, from a stylistic standpoint. That's a tough one. I'm I'm a bit <laughs> of a um, small forward, inside mid type. So let me think. I'd, I wouldn't mind being likened to a, a Tom Mitchell type, sort of in and under player. He gets a few few touches and um, forward player. Let me think. I don't mind kicking a goal. So I'll say. Jack Inovan on the field. Probably not his off-field antics, but on the field. Jack <laughs> Good Inovan. answer. That'd be nice. <laughs> hopefully, yeah. hopefully you're not ducking and diving and dodging for free kicks. No, we no. can't uh, We can't have any of that. Well, no, I've just done a quick Google, and The Advocate, which is obviously a respected uh, paper up there, 
describes Charlie as a star Magpies forward. So you you won the flag last year in the NWFL, yeah? Yeah, we, yeah, we've won um, we've won three out of the last three, I think, and I've I've played in two of them, which is good. Um, I was lucky. Who's the coach? Who's the coach these days? Justin Rodman taking over this year. Who's who's new? Uh, he's a pretty good fella. Been around a lot of um, state state side of things and taking over from Kurt Byard, who's been turned the club around in the last in the last six years or so. So we've come a long way since I started. That's for sure. We were down the he's, down the bottom a lot. Really. He's my vintage Justin Rodman, he, Olveston boy. I used to catch him in there at the Red Grasshopper getting a bit of pizza. He's a big, tall fella. He, he'll be uh, he'll be good to play under. Yeah, he's a, he's a big, long streak of a man, but he's um yeah he's an excellent coach and really looking forward to this season coming up. Mate, hey, while, while we're uh, while we're talking about footy, and I hope it's okay, we we. Yeah. Uh, we pick your brain about some footy. There's obviously a lot of talk at the moment around the state league, and um, that's going to be disbanded. And we're going to go back into regional footy. And you know, Bernie uh, Devonport haven't had haven't had representation uh, in the state league for some time. And you're in that age group of of guys who you know would would you know I'd imagine love to play at the highest level. What, what's what's the feel around Bernie Devonport for the for the youngsters and uh, the lack of representation across those two regions in the state league? Is it is it something that the kids had you know, from a travel perspective just had really struggled with and, and aren't interested in, or is there a real a desire to, to for the young people up there to, to be involved in, in in footy at the highest level? Uh, yeah, good question. I think it's. Um... I think there is a desire. I just think the it, it was made it very difficult, for, especially if you're a younger kid, um, still going to school, or you've got a full time job and you're having to commit to three, four, five days a week of just football for probably not the money that you need. Mm. Um, it, it makes it pretty tough, especially. Like, I don't mind travelling as much, but yeah, if you had a family or um, or things like that, and you've got to you've got to travel all the time, you're probably away from them a lot more than you want does make it pretty hard if you're not fully committed and um, I did play a year of state league when I was um, pretty young and it was it was a really good in really enjoyed it but once you come back to the um, I wouldn't even call it the level below I'd just say that the NWFL is like a high a highly um, skilled competition mm. I think it probably gets underrated for what it actually is it's a bit more of an, a contested in an under league but it's um, I think certain certainly Devonport and Bernie and probably Wynyard would hold their own in the state league for sure. I don't think there'd be any any issues there. It's just the travel and the expenses and all that. Well, it's going to be fascinating to see how the new look, you know, post state league, because I think all three regions will have really, really good competition. So it'll be interesting to see how that all shakes down. Charlie, thank you so much for your time this morning. I hope uh, Sunday night in Lonnie goes well. What is it called? Moth hunter, moth moth finder. Moth hunter. Moth, moth hunter. hunter, I got it right the first time. The moth time. finder. The moth finder, I don't know. <laughs> the mothman prophecy, I don't know. Anyway, uh, Charlie, thanks so much for in- indulging us. Um, good luck with the footy and life and teaching. and um, Killing them up there, mate. Yeah. Maintain, it's awesome. And, uh, yeah, so I kicked three goals one day at the primary school oval there at Wesley Vale against uh, mine Detter. So um, if I, dro- I, next time you're driving past, think about uh, me hobbling down a wing. Charlie, I, I, I sigh because... Sorry, I was going to say I'm, I'm sighing because I've heard his story of kicking three goals 485 times now. So I'm, I'm a little tired of it. I'll go and look for it later. Oh, uh, 
I've only, only got to play four games of footy, Charlie, so I'm hanging on every every kick. <laughs> uh, thank you so much, and uh, good luck for the rest of the summer. Drive lots of winners. No worries. Thanks, boys. Beautiful. What a, what a, what a ripper, Charlie Castles. Charlie Castles. Doing it well up there, wrong. kicking the footy. and It, 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 is, it is an interesting point, um, you know, Charlie makes around around the standard of the NWFL and certainly with um, with the state league falling over and going back into regional uh, footy, you'd imagine there'll be a host of young kids who travel down and play for Launceston and North Launceston, you know, who are aspiring Devils, future Devils players, um, will stay at home, and so you'd, you'd imagine that comp only gets uh, only gets stronger. Yeah, I hope that to get to the next level you don't automatically have to relocate to Hobart I think that would be a shame and I know that's a big concern that uh, the North Launceston uh, president that you've had on in previous uh, shows he's worried about that that suddenly Mm. you know it's just Hobart centric Hobart centric but the counter argument to that is and they say it works well in the in the underage program is that if you have the hubs it doesn't matter which um, part you're in as long as the standard is high so I think that Northwest League uh, can be really strong post-state league. And um, what a rich, uh, rich, um, what's the word I'm looking for, uh, nursery of champion footballers over the years, the northwest coast of Tasmania. I, th- I think it's, it's almost unavoidable that, that, that it does become a little Hobart-centric under that model. Like if you're, a, if you're a talented kid in Burnie who's being picked for the Devils, I don't think you'll be able to train all week for uh, Smithton and then come down and play, you know, Tassie versus Box Hill uh, at, at Blunston Arena, you know, having had no connection to the team or players from a, from a training perspective and, you know, understanding um, game plans and, and, and all that sort of stuff. So I, I do think that, obviously, if the base is in Hobart, then that means the VFL training base will be in Hobart as well. Um, so there, there, there is a, a likelihood that talented youngsters who want to be in that system and around the right people uh, are going to have to move to Hobart. We, we've seen that in cricket across many years. And look, even still you know, now with the Raiders program is a great one to establish skills and, and, and identify players at a young age. If, they, if they're contracted um, or if they're you know, second 11 or whatever it is, contracted in particular, they've got to move to Hobart. Um, and, you know, they're obviously being paid... Um, decent whack for that, although the rookies are uh, still on the up from a financial perspective. It always comes back to footy, but that was uh, a racing chat, and don't forget that right across Tasmania, right across summer, you can join in the fun of the Ladbrokes Summer Racing Festival, whether you're into the harness like Charlie or the Greys, or the Thoroughbreds, uh, the Ladbrokes Summer Racing Festival will be a very exciting time. Time for a break on SEN. Brett Jeeves and Alex Johnston will be back after the break. I think we're going to hear from the assistant coach of the Jackies. That's right, Mark Radford. Talk about Northwest Coast Royalty. He'll be with us very soon.